Here we go. You are listening to Law and Gospel on this Wednesday, April the 5th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, your host for today. Normally on a Wednesday, we kind of go through a Bible study on Proverbs. But this week and next, we will not be doing that because at the churches that I'm helping with, we're not doing a Bible study. Last week, we didn't for Palm Sunday or Sunday of the Passion because we had a meal right after. And then Easter, people like to get home right away for company, etc. So we'll be beginning the Bible study on Proverbs again in two weeks from now. So what are we going to be doing for today? Well, I received a very interesting email from Robert Schumacher. He is an accomplished software executive who has written many articles, authored and contributed to several Christian books, appeared on nationally syndicated radio programs, and holds a business master's in Christian apologetics and a PhD in the New Testament. And I was struck by the title of his email, All Religions Are the Same and Other Lies. So I I found that kind of helpful that for his point of view, the idea that all religions are the same is a lie. And he does something here that I think is really important, particularly for Easter. We are coming to the highest festival worship service of the entire church year, which is Easter. It's not that Easter doesn't occur every Sunday as we talk about Christ's incarnation, his crucifixion, his resurrection, his ascension, and of course, baptism and the Lord's Supper. So what he did is he writes this article and says years ago, he was on a work trip and he found himself in Greece and ended up landing on Mars Hill. He said, I got a special vibe there because that particular location is the site of one of my favorite discourses in all the Bible. You know what he's talking about? It was on Mars Hill that the Apostle Paul brought his intellect to bear against the best of the best philosophers and religious practitioners of his day. At that time, Mars Hill, where Athens was, it was the religious center of Greece and was marinating in every faith and philosophy that existed. If there ever was a time for a religious leader to declare in a speech that we all believe the same thing, and that every road leads to God, it was then that Paul could have said that. But that's not 
what happened. While he was delivering his address to that diverse audience on Mars, uh, recorded in Acts chapter 17, Paul did highlight a few things all those in attendance had in common, namely their shared humanity and their inherent religious nature. But he took a hard right turn into the particulars of the Christian that made it distinct from every other religion that was listening to him at that time. One important thing that the assertion all religions are the same, that ignores a key distinction between what he refers to as universals and particulars. Now, universals are typically said to be that which might be true in every religions, whereas particulars are the concrete part of every religion. A universal is something that every religion has in common, but that commonality in no way means that the particulars of that religion are the same thing. And no one does a better job of humorously pointing this out where religion is concerned than the English writer and poet Steve Turner. He wrote a short work called Creed. And here's what he said that is on the minds of many people. We believe that all religions are basically the same, at least the one that we read is. They all believe in love and goodness. They only differ in matters of creation, sin, heaven, hell, God, and salvation. Wow. Did you hear that? You see, on this Easter Sunday, if you get a sermon that all religions are the same and lead to God, and the differences of creation, sin, heaven, hell, God, and salvation, that these are not mentioned, then you are living in a secular age. You are hearing a secular sermon. You are not hearing the difference that Paul highlights to the Athenians. And what is that difference? It is Jesus Christ himself. It is Jesus Christ, which is exactly how you and I should deal with the idea that all religions are the same argument. Now, why and how is Christianity distinct? Now, think about every religion you know that is not Christian. The vast majority, if not all, take an approach to our human predicament 
that, and here are the words that he uses, are epistemic, pragmatic, or existential. And sometimes it's a blending two or of three. Now let me explain this. The epistemic path is one that says, if I just learn something, then I'll be better. For example, Buddhism has four noble truths. It has an eightfold path to enlightenment. And so they believe that if you only learn these things, that knowledge leads to salvation. So that's the first kind of religion, that you just don't have enough knowledge. And if you have the right knowledge, then you're saved. That's the epistemic. Now, the pragmatic approach is one that I would say is the theme of this radio broadcast, Law and Gospel. It says, if I just do something, then I'll be okay. Nearly every religion other than Christianity follows this, follows this work-based plan, uh, with a good example being the Islamic faith and its contact of the deed scale. The pragmatic earns their salvation by the sweat of their brow, by their works. So we have the first kind of religion, like Buddhism, that if you only know things, then you'll be saved. The second kind of religion, the pragmatic approach, if you just do things, then you'll be saved. Now, the third is the existential. Now, who thinks that kind of religion? It says, if I just experience something, then I'll be fine. Those involved in this spiritist and or new age faith always look for a vision, a breakthrough, or some spiritual event that moves them from their current life to one that's better. In other words, it is a religion of experience. I, I attended a church. I often will do that, go to different churches that think they're churches, but they really aren't. And this was a church that believed that you were saved once you began speaking in tongues. And they weren't talking about the tongues at Pentecost, which were known foreign languages so that people from different lands could understand the message. No, this was kind of a gibberish that angels spoke. And in fact, when you spoke in tongues, there had to be someone else in the congregation 
who would interpret those tongues. But as soon as you were able to speak in them, they said you are now experiencing the Holy Spirit and therefore you are saved. But Christianity is different than these three views. It's not epistemic. It's not just pragmatic. It's not just existential. It is something else. The Christian faith is ontological. Wow, what does that mean? Because it rests completely on a person, namely Jesus Christ. Now, if you look at other religions and their prophets, they admit that their faith does not depend on them. You don't have to believe them as a savior or a redeemer in order for that faith to be true. You can take them out of the equation. The religion remains intact. Whether, for example, in the Islamic faith, what you believe about Muhammad isn't necessarily necessary in order for you to be Islamic. But if you take Christ out of Christianity, it completely collapses. Moreover, Christianity does include those other approaches, the three main ones talked about in other religion, but pours them all into the person of Jesus Christ. So let's take a look at each one. The epistemic gains knowledge through words, but it doesn't stop there in Christianity. What do we read at the beginning of John's gospel? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. So the knowledge part of Christianity is the knowledge of God personified. You can't have an Easter sermon and not talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you have heard such a sermon, it's not an Easter sermon. But it includes knowledge that gives you faith in Jesus Christ. Now, we, with respect to pragmatism and a work-based approach, remember Jesus was once asked in John 6, verses 28 and 29, what shall we do so that we may work the works of God? Now, remember Jesus' answer? 
Jesus says, this is the work of God that you believe in him in whom he has sent. That's John 6, 28 and 29. So that is a work, except that no unbeliever can do it until they receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And in that gift of the Holy Spirit, they are able then to do this work that Jesus speaks to them, that you believe in him whom he has sent. And all you have to do is read the book of Daniel, and you'll see the Ancient of Days. We've talked about this. God the Father on the throne, and he sends the Son of Man, who is the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, to earth to redeem the world. Notice that the work that needs to be done is that you believe in him whom he has sent. This is a really important point of the book of Acts, that true faith comes not just by believing that you're doing good works and that pleases God, but that the greatest work is faith in Jesus Christ. No other religion teaches faith in their leadership. Only Christianity does. And we also know that Christianity is a religion of pragmatism in doing good works, but not as a way to be saved. We make that big distinction the Bible makes between justification that occurred in Abraham because he believed the promise of God and then sanctification whereby we do good works, not in order to get to heaven because we're already on our way to heaven through our faith in Jesus Christ. But sanctification is our response to Jesus for what he has done for us. It's kind of like a child. A child doesn't become a child of the parents by doing good works. First, they become a child, either by being begotten or adopted. Then they spontaneously do good works. They eat the food that they're given, wear the clothes with which they have received, sleep in a bed that is theirs. They have many, many benefits of being a child and doing good works, but none of these good works make them the child. Their child, that became possible through their being begotten or adopted. In Christianity, we are adopted. There's only one begotten Son of God, and that's Jesus Christ. 
all of us are begotten children of God. So we've seen that there is knowledge from the Bible that Jesus is begotten from the Father. There is pragmatism, a works-based understanding that what we are to do is to believe in him whom he has sent. And that is by the power of the Holy Spirit. But how about existentialism? That's the religious idea that concerns itself with experience and life. Once more, we quote from Jesus in John chapter 10 and John 14, verse 6. I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. This is really critical, which means that we are saved through faith in Jesus Christ, and we have the experience of salvation. What is the experience of salvation? It is a comfort we receive because of the many promises that God has given us in Jesus Christ. Listen carefully to the Easter sermon, and I pray that you will hear promise after promise, particularly the greatest promise, the forgiveness from sins. So in one sense, Christianity is like every other religion because it provides knowledge that saves you. It provides a good work of faith through which you are saved, and it provides you with experiences of salvation and comfort. When, when you go to a funeral, you experience comfort as you hear what Jesus has done for the believer who is lying in his tomb. Therefore, Christianity does diverge from every other religion in the world because it is unique. It is built upon the person of Christ who in his person embodies all approaches to spiritual truth. And take the different approaches that you have in other religions. They're all are universals that are similar, but only in Christianity do you have the particular approach to Jesus Christ as a person through which we receive knowledge, through which we receive faith, and through which we receive experience. 
Paul acknowledges this unique nature of Christianity when he spoke on Mars Hill. And here is proper apologetics. What's apologetics? Apologetics means it's a defense of what we believe. We do not defend Christianity by human reason or logic because Christianity is beyond human reason. It simply doesn't make any sense. And no unbeliever will ever grasp Christianity until faith is given to him by the Holy Spirit. And how is that faith given? Do we reason it into a person? No. Here's what Paul says in 2 Timothy 1.12 and 2 Corinthians 4.6. For I know whom I have believed. Notice he doesn't say, for I know what I have believed. I know whom I have believed, pointing to Jesus Christ. For God, who said, light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of of Christ. That's 2 Timothy 1.12 or 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. In other words, and here's how the article ends, Christianity is Jesus, period. Robert Schumacher, who wrote this article, also wrote his latest book, a confident faith, winning people to Christ with the apologetics of the Apostle Paul, which means Bible is quoted again and again, as Jesus did on the road to Emmaus with the two disciples explaining his crucifixion and resurrection. Join us on tomorrow's Law and Gospel for more. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday you. morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your checkout to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.